I'm Tom Saunders, getting through this in Los Angeles. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Manhattan. Last night, I watched a live interview with Fran Leibowitz, sponsored by the University of Southern California's Visions and Voices series. But I didn't have to leave my couch. That's right. Thanks to the miracle of Zoom, I saw for free what a normal time would cost around $25 to $40 and would have required a trip to downtown Los Angeles. I love the introduction by the earnest and upbeat head of the program who reminded us that USC was built on indigenous land. The interviewer was a smart and friendly communications professor at USC, whose students probably call the cool professor. But unlike most cool professors, he actually asked clever short questions and allowed Ms. Leibowitz to do most of the talking. Now, of course, I, I would have preferred to have been at a packed auditorium with laughing students, faculty, and community members, but there was something exciting and inspiring about seeing such a smart and entertaining hour in real time, on my phone, in my sweatpants, and on my couch. Scotty, except for the Hoover Dam, the semiconductor, and the cathode ray tube, seldom has the march of progress netted such a cornucopia of benefits as Zoom in just one evening for one lucky guy. Think of it, Scotty. You saved a pretty penny, vast amounts of time, and untold quantities of aggravation at the airport and in traffic to and from the USC lecture hall. Instead, you gleaned exactly the same amount of Fran Leibowitzian wit and wisdom in the comfort and convenience and safety of your own home. And dare we consider all that could have gone wrong on the flight from to Los Angeles from New York and back again. True, you're fully, you are fully vaccinated and you'd be taking an overnight bag so there wouldn't be lost luggage. But did you see the footage of that burning engine on that United plane? It landed safely, but still, you'd be wishing you were back in Manhattan watching Fran Leibowitz on Zoom while eating a yummy slice of New York pizza in your sweatpants. And not only that, but staying home is good for your carbon footprint, too. Because when it comes to carbon, don't be a Bigfoot. Well, Tommy, don't be a Bigfoot would have been the WPA poster if carbon footprint had been an issue in the 1930s and 1940s. You know, we're told to lower our footprint by eating less meat, taking fewer connecting flights, and line drying our clothes. Now, the meat I eat already exists. So if I didn't eat it, someone else would. I mean, it's not like I kidnapped cattle that weren't going to be used for their meat and, and build my dinners from them. And, and I would gladly only fly, not stop. It's not like I recklessly and thoughtlessly am thinking I could get there more quickly and efficiently fly nonstop, but I would rather add hours of travel time and inconvenience to fly on unnecessary connecting flights. And when it comes to line drying clothes, well, that doesn't really work when you live on the 15th floor. Now, I do hang my Mack Weldon sweatpants to dry inside my apartment. I wear sustainable all bird sneakers and I recycle. So I am trying to do my part, but I'm still probably considered Bigfoot by some people. <laughs> Scotty, I can't stop chuckling at your observation. But really, it's more of a revelation that feeling guilty about global warming 
the global warming effect of taking connecting flights makes no sense since we never choose to take the longer and more stressful alternatives to direct flights in the first place. If anything, it's perhaps the only case where the choice that's good for the planet is also faster, easier, and more convenient for the customer. But the corollary is that we can now add global warming fears and guilt to our normal stress about missing a connecting flight. On the plus side, Scotty, it's remotely possible that all that guilt and stress could help our planet in ways we don't yet understand. Perhaps the heat from our foreheads caused by the stress might be uh, substitute heat produced by fossil fuels. But while that notion is based on rock-solid principles of purely speculative biophysics, it might be too early to break out the champagne. I'm not a carbon credit expert either, but simple math suggests, Scotty, that by hanging your Mack Weldon sweatpants to dry inside your apartment, you've earned sufficient carbon credits to allow you to take connecting flights around the world, flying <laughs> only short hops from one nearby airport to another, no matter how long it takes. <laughs> you wouldn't do this, of course, for one thing. Commuter planes tend to be much smaller than long-haul jets, so you'd frequently bang your head against the overhead luggage bins. But at least you could hold your sore head high. Well, Tommy, and we do. We, of course, we, we care deeply about uh, global warming, climate change, a huge issue. We do. Uh, we're all birds, which uh, reduce carbon footprint. Now, I used to think that when you think carbon footprint, well, then we measure it in terms of steps or miles but no i did a little research before the show and uh there's a site that allows you to input various activities and they tell you how much carbon footprint you have and they do it by tons is the metric metric and i basically do nothing i don't have a car to take public transportation i walk everywhere and yet it came out to uh, it's starting at nine tons and they say that in order to really beat global warming the average per person around the world must be two tons so i checked it at nine by doing nothing and having a steak last Thursday. Uh, and then, if, God forbid, I fly to L.A. three times this year. I'm up at 22 tons. Oh my goodness. So I'm Bigfoot personified. And all you've done is you had a steak once and you flew to L.A. three times. Yeah. Uh, I, I was flying before the pandemic. I was flying to L.A. more than three times a year, I think, wasn't I? Yeah, really? absolutely. Uh, um uh, I, I was um, an enormous foot, uh, no, no question about it. And and um, the idea that you would that 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 we're all supposed to have two tons, that just seems a little bit um, uh, but impossible. Uh, I think would be the word because there's really no way to. It's just, it's just impossible to go that low because it's just. What do you, you know? Really, doing nothing got me to, to nine tons, and uh, it, so it's it's maybe. And the problem is when it's too unrealistic, then people go, ah, you know what? It's impossible. So they need to. Well, really, I, I was thinking that same thing. Yeah, was, bump it up a little bit. These these ideals of perfection they work very well for for certain people because that certain people always hold themselves to the highest standards, and they're very proud of the fact that they got straight A's in, in, in class and they don't understand why everybody doesn't get straight A's <laughs> and why doesn't everybody uh, uh, um, get into Harvard? Uh, it doesn't make sense. It, it, well, they're just stupid. That's why. <laughs> and they 
to keep their carbon footprint down. And, and uh, uh, you know what's also true, though, Scott? I've been thinking about the people that go to, you know, that, that tells about who scold us very often are the Ivy League uh, educated, you know, elite school educated people. But they're the ones who have the biggest carbon footprint. They're the ones that have the biggest homes and the biggest uh, uh, yards. They take, they fly the most. They're oh, yeah, the conferences around the world and, and all that. And yeah, and again, this is a position no one else has taken. We're not, we're as pro, we recognize the threat. They always say it's an existential threat. It's a threat that's here now. It's not existential uh, and something must oh, be but done, but it's, you know. it's life or death. I think it's what they, existential became a word that substitutes for life or death. Yeah, it's sort of odd. It always sounded like existential. It was sort of meaning, well, it's not really, it's, it's sort of an, it's, it always sounded like it's not a real threat, but I know existential, life or it, it, death or existentialism i always thought was uh, we're all going to die what does it matter but obviously right. obviously it matters but, but, but it's also existential you're right though about it it makes the it, 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 you know when we used before we used the word existential we, we didn't know what existential meant and in fact uh the the philosophers the sartre made a every effort to, to make sure we didn't understand what the word means <laughs> But uh, eventually, we found a use for it. It just simply means existence or non-existence. Yeah. The question of existence or non-existence. A very simple use of a word that used to have a really complicated meaning. And so uh, is it better to say it's existential, which makes it sound like it's philosophical, just like you say. Like it's yeah, it doesn't say it is clear. Yeah. Uncertain and, and, and never leading to, a, to, to any conclusion. Um, and so, oh, it's existential. You're right. Whereas we used to say, well, it's a matter of life and death. That's much, much better. Everybody gets that wherever you live, wherever you're from, whatever the schooling you had. But existential really, even to me, it just sounds sort of like, a, well, I, yeah, I wouldn't really call it a threat in the sense of a threat. Right. But you could say, you could argue, uh, uh, you know, right. in my view, that it, it all becomes very academic, that the existential right. threat. Like, it sounds like it's just a philosophical choice, too. You go, well, I'm not really an existentialist, so I'm, a, I'm more of a, 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 a of a, um, a logical positivist. So <laughs> I don't really not, see it that way. Really, you know, it doesn't really apply to me, the, the existential. Yeah, answer. and they could get the tonnage up to 55 if they want, <laughs> because they're not, they don't believe in existentialism. So I, I'm terrified of the tonnage. You know, it's fortunate that we don't have to drag these tons around with us. No. Because surely that would uh, uh, solve the problem right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, a ton, one ton is the most you can imagine. And then to have, you know, nine tons just for showing up. Uh, and, and it's, well, it's... I think the two ton people are the, are the people who live in yurts and never leave their yurts. <laughs> yeah. And, and they just eat yurt, you know, yurt crumbling. Yeah, because yeah. people can't even, they can't even order in because they're responsible no, they for the Uber no, Eats. Right. So somebody has to walk the food over to them. Maybe, yeah. Not yeah. the non-meat food. But that person, that, they're, they're uh, by walking the food over, that, that, that raises their carbon footprint for that person. So that's no good. Yeah, yeah. You I wonder know? how much um, walking adds to your carbon footprint, because you would think that would be the main way to contribute to it, but it's, because uh, it's a footprint. Yeah, you're right, Scotty. That's, you know, again, there's so much wisdom in this particular podcast today. I, I don't even know if we, you know, I mean, this is, uh, this is, there's an awful lot of, of, 
of uh, very wise observation. It should really be going a live stream to the Nobel people and people yeah. uh, and the Paris Accords uh, committee. Yeah, right now, right now. It needs to go directly. Hopefully they're listening right now because this is, I mean, uh, this last thing that you said, um, uh, could you just just kind of reiterate well, again, that? As we said, the terms that they use is so misleading that that's why people are confused. Your carbon footprint, so you would think, well, that's right. I guess if I cut down on my walking, that would be, walk, but you yeah. know, but but ultimately walking. Wear smaller shoes. You know, and people people don't uh, pay attention to everything like we do. So yeah, they could think, well, maybe if I had smaller shoes, maybe if I cut down on my walking. Yeah, like, or it took uh, shorter uh, steps. And, and really, what you're saying is, no, we need to encourage walking. So once again, the carbon footprint is a bad word just like existential yeah. is a bad word because it it makes you think oh well that's just a philosophical choice I, well and, and then obviously it hasn't been used as much but global warming uh you know climate change is much better because global warming people think i like the warm weather i mean humidity i could do without but i like what you know and then they think it's all about hey look at that winter temperature yeah right there's really global warming yeah we, you know they get that stupid thing so all the terms need to be revamped and have much better ones it's a matter of life and death it's not existential it's not a car what is the carbon part of it yeah oh, that's a you know, thing very idea i remember carbon it. paper <laughs> we would sniff you know sniff it uh that was rexograph i guess but no carbon paper is that thing you put in between two pieces of paper and made a copy and it oh, was yeah. space age Car I don't know if people know about carbon paper or whatever that, what is it called? Carbon I believe carbon paper, it really, you would, uh, you would take it. It was sort of this. Um, it was a miraculous type of paper. Yeah. And you, it, it, all right, for people listening, not just a thousand years from now, but people under the age of 50, yeah. uh, it, it, it's, it's this piece of paper, very thick like on parchment side. or crinkly kind of. Right, par parchment, right, very thin and crinkly. And, and, and on the other side, it's just black blue dark you know black that's all it is yeah right and and dark and then you put it upside down on a piece of paper and you write on one piece of paper on top of it and everything you write on the one piece of paper goes through the carbon paper onto the paper below why it's a miracle and what the <laughs> only thing that put the carbon paper out of business was the photocopy machine yeah and 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 then the photocopy machine got put out of business really by the by you know digital stuff, but but the but there was a time when the carbon paper was the no, key. that was it. And, and remember, with forms, it'd be like three forms. And by the time it got to the yellow one, the third, it was a little kind of faded. But and then, <laughs> of course, you'd have to wash your hands because you would have to wash your hands. Weird, yeah. Did a, did a lot of printing with carbon paper, and that those were these pads. And I would actually have to. We called them gathering. You take the take the piece of carbon paper and put, and, and so you have these pads, you know, that, that, that people would write on and they'd, well, let me write down this, uh, you know, for, for an order form. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it would be copied three or four times. And sometimes it would copy the next, it was, a, it, 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 it would go all the way down to the next piece of paper. Right. It would be imprinted in like an invisible, but you could see the words on the right. other form and, but it was all we had. And, and it was all we had, and we didn't know that we were uh, 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 that this was a really uh, inefficient way of copying things. We no. didn't know we were that we were behind the times. We we uh, uh, and and uh, we simply accepted this. So wait, so uh, 
carbon footprint. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, this carbon dating. Carbon uh, which dating. Is, I, I was on carbon that site paper. originally. So was and, carbon paper really bad for the environment then? Well, I, you know, that I don't know. And, and carbon, I don't know. Also, when they say carbon dating, uh, I have sheepishly, I tried that site when I first went on dating sites. And it's not a good way to meet people. The carbon dating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I went on it because I thought, well, maybe there'll be some smart, progressive people. But no, <laughs> it's not. It's not that. No, it's not. It's just uh, uh, that really that's that's uh, that's good for people to know, because that could, it could have led, led to a lot of heartache. Oh, know, yeah. And rejection, um, because <laughs> uh, uh, you're not going to meet your your, you know, perfect match. No, not there. And, not a, there. and a site that is, is devoted to to uh, um dating uh, uh, geological substances. Very often, it's geological. You're not even going to meet a geologist on that site. That's the thing. A lot of that's people think, oh, that's a good place to meet geologists, but I mean, no. Let's be, I mean, let's not be totally down on that. Uh, the one person you might meet is a geologist who, uh, or, or somebody who's just functioning at the carbon dating company. It could be somebody who deal, you know, who locks up the place. Well, that, that then you'd have to probably be there in person. But but it's uh, yeah, I'm not ruling it out. And then there's always the story. No, somebody actually met through carbon dating. And that's that, right. That then keeps people in it. But it's really as a rule, it's not a, a good bet. But that's the thing, Tom. We've really uncovered this for the globe for the climate change movement. Come up with better expressions and carbon footprint really doesn't make any sense. But it is great. I love that. Don't be Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, you know, and yeah. that would be carbon. Don't be a big. Don't be a bigfoot, and it would be, of course, that bigfoot in the foreground, yeah. and and the great font. Kind of looks like, you know, he's kind of friendly but dopey, and don't be like me. Oh, bigfoot, you're ruining the planet. Oh, why do I always ruin the planet? <laughs> that, you know, he's kind of a funny cartoon bigfoot, you know, kind of guy. Yeah. Who, Who's always ruining? You know, wherever he steps, he crushes uh, woodland creatures and you know, something like that. It'd be kind of, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Is it too? Uh, well, no, I think there's a lot of ways to go. I mean, one, of course, we start with the. I think the cartoon would be great, and and also could be a kind of black and white '50s thing, too, where he's that's his nickname, Bigfoot, and and it uh, it was a one season thing, but it was still '50s yeah, episodes. The guy, he's always taking jet planes everywhere, and he's always taking connecting flights. Yeah. And, and, and he's a Bigfoot, you know, and, and everybody, don't be like Bigfoot. And, and he's the one, he's always orders too many drinks on the plane. And, yeah. and what, what's everything bad you can do with car, you know, uh, to, to increase your carbon footprint? Um, but the thing is, too, Tommy, the only way to really reduce carbon footprint, if we, uh, you know, physically stop the planes from taking off, which... To my knowledge, if I don't go on a flight to L.A., others will. Uh, and you basically, if you have the plane, you could have one or 200 people on there. It's not going to make a difference. So, again, we believe in the, you know, fighting against climate change, but they just need other ways to get the, you know, message. So what are you saying we should stop all flights? Uh, well, no, the thing is, no, as long as somebody's on the I, I'm not going to what I wouldn't do is call up an airline and say, look, um, I noticed you don't have a 1.30 flight to L.A. That's really the best time for me. Can you drink, bring a flight, a plane out of the hangar and only for me, still paying the regular fare, and can I get that flight? That, I think, I would be 
using, you know, that would be really a, putting a uh, huge uh, carbon footprint. Can I just say something about that? Because it sounds like you don't do that. Like that's something you do not As do. a rule, I don't, know. As a rule. Yeah. Why don't you get credit for that? Like you should be getting credit. You you never said, you didn't call up United Airlines or, or JetBlue, which is actually yeah. like the say, hey, how about, and I'm not saying, you know, but, but how about bring a helicopter over, let's say, right, yeah. to, to your house, lifting you up, and you want to leave at uh, 1.45, could I just, I, I don't want to leave at 1.30, I know that's when you have your scheduled flight, can I just have the entire plane <laughs> and fly to, to Los Angeles just for me, Yeah, just for that one flight, you don't do that, now that would be a really, that would be what, uh, what Bigfoot, our, our cartoon character that, that, that Goofus and Gallant <laughs> Uh, approach of trying to discourage um, big carbon footprints. That's what he would do, but you don't do that. Well, that's a great point, Tommy. Yeah, well, that's a great point. We've talked about this concept before of getting credit for not doing the bad things. And if more people got credit for not doing bad things that they could do, maybe that would really help them move more. It would be much better to say, here's what you shouldn't do. And it really is something you know, and oh, you don't do that, right? No, I don't just commandeer planes for no reason that wouldn't have flown. That's clearly a huge uh, footprint. So that that's uh, that alone, I think, is about thirty tons of carbon footprint. Oh, many, right? many, many more. Because uh, I think just taking one subway bumps me up to you know ten more tons. So oh my gosh, I think once you're born, about a month after you 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 you're born, you've exceeded your carbon footprint allowance. Well, that's the thing. There's no way to get it down to zero or anything. You started two tons. That, and even that is almost impossible. And then if you suck your thumb too loudly or something like that, it, it bumps it up. It's very it's very hard, even as a kid, as a oh, baby. Oh, baby, if you have the Gerber food with uh, turkey, that could bump it up to, to 10 tons. So it's, it's very difficult. No one ever spells it out exactly. But what they need to start doing is, uh, you know, say, things not to do and really praise people. Uh, yeah, for not doing great. that, and uh, yeah, and and, and uh, well, I mean, you know, it's kind of got me thinking actually. Uh, now that I think about it, um, you know, uh, uh, well, okay, one of the things I haven't done uh, today is I haven't gotten behind the wheel of an enormous, uh, um, well, SUV or tractor trailer, yeah, trailer, yeah, right, a, a John Deere tra- tractor. Let's let's make it a tractor, because uh, basically you you, you want to be, you, you know, when you're thinking about what you're not doing, you've got to be careful about, you know, you don't want to blow it by saying, well, I'm glad I'm not uh, 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 I'm not riding around on on a um, on a sit down lawnmower, yeah. right? Because that's not that big a savings of of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not sitting down on a on a sit down lawnmower, but. I'm trying to think of something, and I'm not, and I'm not good at coming up with, uh, you know, big machinery. Yeah, like well, or even just the gas guzzlers. You have a, you a know, gas guzzler. That's right. Yeah. You, well, you, how about this, Scotty? You know. I am not a cap, a captaining, a, 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 an eighty-foot yacht right now. Exactly. You're not going off on private jets. You have a Prius. You're you're doing all the right things. And again, somebody, but, but but let's focus on that yacht, though. Yeah. Uh, just for a moment, Scotty. Of course, I'm not flying on a jet. We, we, but, but that's something you did. That, that was your thing that you didn't do. I mean, I didn't want to copy your, your uh, carbon footprint savings. That's why I went with the yacht. Yeah, that's true. I haven't gotten into the water uh, vehicles. 
Yeah, you 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 already are, you know, and, and that looks suspicious too. It's like when two people who know each other and they find out that we know each other and we both oh just happen to not be doing the same thing at the same time. <laughs> if they didn't talk about it, never came up, did it? Yeah, never came up. Yeah. Somehow we just happened to both not be flying a jet, you know, plane. We're the only one in the cabin and it's an entire jet blue flight and they came and picked us up with a helicopter. Uh, yeah, no, that would kind of, and then, the, you know, the right wing media, that's of course, pushing it. Yeah, that's then they go, oh, they talked about it, they're friends, and they, yeah, that yeah, would be the uh, scandal. Right. And you're right to, why, to branch out into the yachts, and, and yeah, that's why I went with the yachts. So that way, that, then that doesn't, you know, then it's, you know, okay, fine. One guy, he, he didn't fly in a, a plane that was unscheduled. The other guy, I didn't, I, 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 I have. I didn't take a yacht. Let, let, let's just be very clear about this, Scotty. And I don't mean to pat myself on the back. We've talked about that. It's yeah. dangerous. Oh, yeah. Rotary cuff. Uh, rotator cuff. No, see, I always say rotary cuff as if that's like a, a street in Boston. Yeah, right. you got to watch out for that rotary cuff <laughs> down in Needham. Oh, that'll get you. <laughs> uh, or it's, you know, if, um, you know, uh, right, right. It's a... Uh, um, Okay. Or the or like, the rotary club. Like a rotary club. I was trying to go for a rotary club joke, but I I don't know. I just uh, Well, even I, just saying rotary club brings a smile to me. <laughs> that's so. right. I, I was hoping just to say the word rotary club would be sufficient that we could move on. <laughs> all, all I can do is bring a smile. You're putting it in the record. That's that's exactly. <laughs> just entering it in and uh, moving on. But I but uh, uh, the um, what were we talking about? It was well, really, well, really the, the, yeah, the, I, well, the things about not doing yeah, Now, I don't also let me, oh, yeah, that, Tommy, to your credit, you're not on the yacht. And you live right by the ocean. There's no big, well, forget a yacht. You don't own a cruise ship, to my knowledge, that's waiting for you right outside in the blue Pacific. Uh, and, and that's empty. It's only for you. A yacht, single person yacht. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, uh, forget about a yacht. Yeah. Not, why did I do 90 foot yacht? I, I'm saving much, many, 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 many more uh, uh, carbon footprints. The tons with by not having a a a a, 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 a cruise the cruise ship only disposal. Yeah. So that it just has one bedroom for me. <laughs> everything else is just stuff for me. Yeah, right? it's just your cruise ship. It's my cruise you know, ship, it's but it's a, a yacht, but it's a cruise ship. Yeah, and you don't have, it could be waiting for you whenever you're ready. I don't wait in the blue Pacific. Crew, yeah. And all the crew drives to the cruise ship. You know, they don't actually live on the cruise ship. Some do. Yeah, uh, and there's a full crew, is the point. And no, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. A full crew. So it's not just they, you and a guy. Yeah. And they're, they're whatever they do, to, to, you know, with the carbon footprint. So all of that stuff, that adds up to, what would you say, 500,000 million? Uh, some, something, uh, the numbers that haven't been created yet. So again, you could have done that. You could have been a little one-up. You could have done that. You could have said, oh, that guy down the block has an 80-foot yacht. I'm going to outdo him. You know, some people do that. The Joneses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to get a cruise ship myself. And they roll their eyes. You could have done it. But you I haven't. Done it. And, and I don't see any. I've been looking in the paper, the papers. I don't see any mention of that, that. No. A shout out to Tom Saunders for not having his own cruise ship. Not above the fold or below the fold. You will not find it. Not on page 17 of section B. Don't even waste your time looking in the newspapers for my cruise ship that's been converted into a single person yacht. It <laughs> it never happened and it never will. Yeah. Scott, as long as I am have a breath in my body, and I mean even one breath, 
not if I two breaths doesn't matter. If I have as long as I have a breath in my body, I will never convert an entire cruise ship into a single person yacht with just one enormous bedroom just for me. And why? Because I care about the environment. Well, absolutely, Tommy. And I would say if you even if you did have a lapse and it was turned out you did have the cruise ship, if you had hired me as entertainment, <laughs> it'd be all be forgotten. <laughs> but uh, no, of course, we joke, but it's no, 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 no. That's that's something to be considered to, to consider. Yeah, I'm saying if you do have a lapse, if I'm not do, gonna... if I do, and yeah. I hire you for, for the big part because I would have to have. When you have a cruise ship that big, you have to have lavish parties or, or your oh. friends really get mad. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Then it's like, I can't believe it. Yeah. And also, in addition to the cruise ship, is that people have to get there. But you, know, you could easily have a, a private jet also idling, waiting for you if you, you no, know. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, I, I, just, I worry about claiming that just because you've claimed your... You know, well, you, I, was, I knew you'd bring you that up, Tony, but I was dealing in commercial aviation. That's true. You, that's, and which, true. that's all I was alluding to. I didn't say anything about private or charter or, or uh, Air Force One, but you would be a whole different area. And no one could I, accuse I, us of overlapping in that sense. No, you're right. You're right. Well, you know, I mean, I really appreciate that you may accommodate me that way, because now I, I mean, my the carbon footprint I'm saving right now while we're talking is stratospheric it's through the roof i can't even comprehend how many uh, trillions of tons of carbon footprint uh that we're saving that i'm saving i mean i feel blessed oh yeah and humbled scotty i feel humbled well and just talking about it and i you know look maybe part of me that I, i'd rather not confront one day felt like you know i could just go non-stop to la but maybe i'd like to see some other airports on my way so maybe I'll go to DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth, or something else. Maybe I thought that once, but I didn't do it. And you didn't uh, do that. Yeah, and I will Why? never do that. I will always go on the nonstop flight. The nonstop, and 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 you know, but why? Because you're thinking of the future. You're thinking not just of yourself, but the future generation. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be you'd be hopping over to Scranton, PA. <laughs> A little puddle jumper, and then, yeah, and then... just to kind of stretch my legs, get out, see what the gift <laughs> shop is like, uh, and then go back on a plane. Or you know, sometimes people do it to get points, but no, I go on that direct route. And I, yeah, rarely people say, I, "I know, sir, you don't know." I just want to say thank you for just taking the nonstop and not several connecting flights that were added to the car. Nobody, open. nobody pulls you aside and says, "Hey, you know, I noticed you take the nonstop." You know. And I've got I've got my grandkids, you know, I worry about their future on their behalf. I'd like to give you a hug. They, they never do that. I've not not. And now these days, of course, we, you know, Chris, we. Oh, right. Because. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. yeah. Uh, Even though oh, hopefully okay. we'll be on a you're plane right. at some point next few months. But the hug will have to wait till right. maybe the next hug. year. But uh, an elbow thing or. Yeah, kind of an elbow kind of thing. Or I would give you a hug if it were not during these times. And that would be enough. You know. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I can't. I, I got to say, Scotty, on behalf of everybody who has not thanked you, I am thanking you right now. Well, for, uh, and I thank you, Tommy. And again, you know, we started this podcast talking about the joy of seeing friendly was live, real time on Zoom from University of Southern California. It's the Visions and Voices series where they have people like our and Tommy. We don't pat ourselves on the back as we alluded to earlier for the stretch, the, you know, the health reasons. Uh, and the, you know, arm, shoulder considerations. But what we've talked about today, Tommy, we'd love to be there in person uh, at, on the USC campus talking about this really breakthrough in the way we look at climate change and the terminology we use. Yeah. 
Well, uh, uh, I, I think probably uh, in this podcast, you know, uh, it, it's kind of funny. What do you what do you want from a podcast? You know, what do you hope you'll, you'll get? Well, from this one, I feel like I've gotten the, the, uh, a feeling of pride from having saved over 14 trillion tons of carbon footprint. <laughs> I feel the same way, Tommy. Who would have dreamed point. in 32 minutes the amount of carbon footprint we saved? And that's what people have realized. Think about things that we don't do and that we've saved, and that'll help us understand the situation even better. Unbelievable feeling, Scotty. You can't, you cannot buy, bottle, or can this feeling. No, and and you can't top that feeling. So for now, I'll just say I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders. We're getting through this.